With Fox's 911, the emergency is always on fire, sometimes literally. Here at Dispatching the 118, we want to take a slower, more careful approach, look at every detail with the intensity of Sergeant Grant and the enthusiasm of Firefighter Mateo. Oh, Laura, we missed you last week. <laughs> it would have been an interesting conversation, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, um, I, I, the only thing that I'll say about last week, because now Mary and I have, have discussed it before we started recording, is that um, once it, fin once I finished watching it, I messaged um, the place that I review it, and I said, guys, I physically can't do this anymore. So I am no longer reviewing 911 Lone Star. <laughs> I cannot do it anymore. And we can continue talking thought, about it. I don't know what I would say about this week. <laughs> well... Honestly, and it's great that we do this podcast because like it's not as restrained as you have to be with a review. Like you have to be right, somewhat exactly. positive with a review, whether it's a great, whether it's a terrible, awful episode or not. You kind of still have to put yep. some kind of positive spin on it in some small way. Whereas with this podcast, we can be like, that was shitty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, um, my cat is meowing outside my door. So let me let him in real quick. <laughs> Interrupted by oh, the cat, goodness. much like oh, this episode was interrupted oh, by the bird. Oh my fucking bird! I can't. <laughs> fucking bird. The bird, man. I just, the bird. Around my cat for an hour. I will say. I will say. The best line of this entire episode, unfortunately, goes to Owen because we know how I feel about Owen but it's when he goes you know Gwen literally gave me the bird <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm just like oh you writers that was the only good thing about this episode <laughs> like Jesus yeah um there and I'll tell you my fucking least favorite line oh boy I can't even remember it exactly but it does come from Paul so, mm. well, well, can get into that. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna. I want to read you guys the second sentence from my review because <laughs> it is gold. Just let me first and foremost. Nine one one Lone Star season three episode nine. The bird seems to show that even the writers are tired of writing giant emergency after giant emergency. As such, the show has backed itself into a corner with Paul and his condition. Uh, yeah. The writers are like, we give up. <laughs> like, that's literally what this no, episode actually, felt like. <laughs> my cat is fucking yelling again to go out now. I'm going <laughs> to kill him. I'm not. But, oh, my God, stop. God, I just. Well, what was the line stupid. that Paul said? Do you remember? Oh, <laughs> it was when Marjan said, um. <laughs> It was when Marjan said, um, if you don't get like the pacemaker or whatever, you're going to be dead by 40 like your dad. And he goes, it would be an honor. What? Yeah. I beg your fucking pardon? What? When I said I wanted more Paul Marjan, this is not what I meant. This no. is not the Paul Marjan I wanted. Like, this is shit. It's, it's, like, that, it's like that meme that says what you ordered and what and yeah. what wish gave you so like 
that's kind of what happened here, guys. Like, we asked yeah. for more Marjan and Paul character friendship development. And what we got was a very rushed story that doesn't make sense and doesn't comprehend with how s- strong of a bond they have as to how quickly it fell apart. So, yeah. no, <laughs> that's not what we want. Even like Paul is a person, like, the way that he read, like, he was mean in this episode, and, like, he's not mean. Well, and it's interesting, because I was reading something written by one of the journalists that in- recently interviewed Brian, uh, Michael Smith, and he, like, tweeted out, like, some of the stuff that he didn't put into the interview that he wrote up or whatever, and now he, he was, like, talking about how he talked to Brian about how this storyline relates to... um Brian's transgender identity and I'm like I'm confused and he goes and he's like well Brian was saying that like Paul's acting like this because he bases everything in his life on his body and his strength and stuff because that's his image and like whatever and I'm like to an extent I guess but like not to the point of being downright awful to his best friend in the whole world I mean hate to disagree with the actor himself but like I disagree with Brian like (laughs) but like even even like like that it's it's just weird that it's like of all the things that Lone Star decides and and we've talked about this many a time on this podcast (laughs) the thing that 911 loves to do when they you know make something obvious and then they say it Mm -hmm. this is something that needed to be said Paul needed to have a moment where he sat down with Marjan and said this affects me so much because this is how I see myself because mm-hmm. this is how it's going to affect me. Like, the fact that we didn't get that left so many, like, well, why is he acting like this? Why does he care so much? It's to help him. She saved his life. Like, the fact that we didn't get that just made him seem like an asshole instead of somebody who was trying to protect himself. And honestly, this storyline could have been split up between two episodes, and we would have gotten yes. the time to focus on those things. But also, if we had cut Owen's time in, like, a quarter of the amount he had like if we had one fourth of that Owen time devoted to Owen and like three fourths of it given back to TK and Paul then we would have had a better balanced episode but instead they rushed through the Paul stuff and like all of a sudden he's having these symptoms and it's like okay wait where did this come from like Marjan makes it sound like it's been going on for a while but I'm like we haven't seen it like it should have had some kind of build up over the a couple of episodes even yep. in passing like it would have been fine to have it even in passing where he like talks about how he hasn't slept well or mentions his chest feeling tight or whatever like things like that like that would have been fine but to have yeah. it just suddenly happen where I'm not going to lie, that nightmare I thought was a real thing. Like, I literally thought that Judd was slamming him into the wall. Like, I just, yeah, I was like, what is this? And and even when they, even when Marjan and and Mateo walked away, it didn't, like, click in my brain. I was like, why are they leaving? Like, why are they trying to do I was, like, freaking out low-key. And I think it's because we had just seen an accident scene where the wife accidentally ran over her husband like okay we we do need to talk about that emergency because one lady why are you looking at everywhere but the road while you're driving my god also 
also is this partially on the husband too because he thought oh let's facetime my wife while she's driving and tell her surprise surprise i'm in town like that's not how you do that (laughs) but then i thought that it was like even like those even were the craziest part of the call the craziest part of the call the craziest dumbest fucking part of the call is when this man was dead for about a minute I literally, like about a minute, he was no pulse, nothing, doing CPR, begging this man to come back to life. The baby babbles and suddenly he's alive. When he hears the baby, he's like perfectly fine. He like is coherent. He knows what's going on. He speaks in full sentences. Well, you know what it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember that episode of the original 911 where Hen and... I think maybe Chim go to an emergency at the lobby of this like apartment building where this woman was in labor and like she has her baby and then like dies, but then they put the baby on her chest and she rides with the baby on her chest and suddenly she's awake and fine. And it's just like, I do. Um, I mean, I guess that can happen, but like what? That's not believable. So this whole emergency with the dad and the baby babbling, I was just like, 911 Lone Star, you stealing storylines again. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Plus, <clears throat> I just, I just like, I don't know, man. It was just fucking bizarre. It and was then, strange. And then the sex jokes they were making about it, like, about lubing him up. I was just oh, like, not the time. <laughs> not no. the time. Like, I, it. I and and this used to be the case with CBS shows and sometimes it still is FBI you do not get away with this all the time but um CBS seems to find the worst guest stars possible like they find just the most horrible actors and I won't name anybody by name because I couldn't like it's literally those people who were there for like an episode who were a witness and saw something enough to talk about it and are like fake crying and it's just it's a whole fucking thing cbs has the word like watching criminal minds was torture when they interviewed people it was torture fox has been getting worse they have been getting gradually worse and i don't know if it's because they like switched agencies or something but i'm like can we please get some good guest stars again like i feel like season one of 911 season one and two had like fantastic guest stars mm-hmm. and now it's like if a bitch can shed a tear after she runs over her husband we're lucky like we're lucky yes well i mean if you remember the first season of 911 had mateo's cousin played by yeah mateo. <laughs> yeah so like so. obviously they had really good but like even then like today is um we're recording this on tuesday today's international women's day and i'm sitting there thinking and i'm like they i mean I was like, I want, I mean, I did applaud Marjan, but I'm just like the rest, the writing for Marjan is terrible, but Marjan herself is amazing. I'm just like, we need better writers for our women characters on this show. I don't give two shits about the men. Hate to break it to you. I don't care that TK and Carlos are up in gay. Huh? We haven't seen Grace in two episodes. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's, sad but like I don't give two craps about TK and Carlos and their gay love happiness like I mean I love them don't get me wrong 
but like we need better writing for everybody but especially the women because they get shoved to the side the most like we don't see grace for like two or three episodes at a time sometimes we never get anything substantial for marjan unless it involves her and and a romantic interest like i just i know that i said that we wouldn't talk about last week and you know what we won't that much but the fact all you had to say was gwen the fact that they saw this woman living in New York peacefully, having a yep. tiny fucking baby, who is now never going to remember their mother. Fucking never. And they were like, her story's not done. Let's kill her. Are you insane? Are you, you belong in a mental institution. What is yep. the matter with you? Justine and I, I talked about that. Like we <sighs> said, she could have been left well enough alone to randomly pop in for a hot minute here and there or even for TK and Carlos to go off to New York and be like, and TK just be like, I'm going to visit my brother. Bye. I'll be back in an episode. Like, that's fine. Like get rid of them for an episode. Who cares? Even like, like, that's the thing though, is that it's so easy. And they were like, well, we couldn't get like Lisa for all these episodes. Like, you know, we couldn't get her. It like still costs to like have her on the other end of a phone. And it's like, so why the fuck do you need her? Just like be on the phone and be like, okay, mom, I'll talk to you later. Love you. And hang up like that. Like, also, also, um, if you couldn't afford to keep her around, why did you make her role so substantial in season two? You screwed yourselves with that. That's why, because season one, she was there for like one episode and we could have been fine with one episode per, I just can't. I will give them, I will give them the benefit of the doubt with the budget because of COVID, I will say that they probably have had like to take a hit. Every show has, you know, in terms of, of budget and stuff. Okay. But still, if like, that's the case, then when they were at the height of COVID, they had her on the most. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. I'm not saying it was smart. I'm just <laughs> saying like, that's the benefit of the doubt that I'm giving them. That okay. All right. All right. Well, speaking of screwing themselves, we got to go back to Paul because here's the thing. You can give him a medical emergency. I'm fine with that. You can even give him a heart condition. I'm fine with that. You cannot give him a heart condition that either that has only two options, death or no more firefighter. Like you, you can't do that. And then expect him to still be a character on the show. Like he is not a de- sit behind a desk kind of character. So like, you're not going to be able no. to convince us that he's fine with being sidelined as a firefighter. And I honestly expected them to kill him. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 <laughs> I love him so much, but I like almost wish they had. Yeah. Like, we haven't had those kind of stakes in a while where somebody's actually mm-hmm. like, we knew that TK wasn't going to fucking die. All right, we knew he wasn't gonna die. We knew it. We know that and him killing and Owen are Gwen, gonna die in the plane crash. And killing Gwen is fine. We hate it, but like it's not the same kind of stakes because again, she's not a main character. Right. She's not. And she was never and I, like I, I don't, you know, again, happy International Women's Day and all that. Like I don't <laughs> want to like belittle a woman on women's day, but like she wasn't that substantial of a character. Mm. Like she she we just we didn't dive that deep into her, you know. She was simply Owen's ex-wife and TK's mom. Like that's it. That's all she was, cut and dry. And like, and had a very annoying just, macaw named Ginsburg. Oh my, which 
<laughs> I am, oh my fucking god, stupid but, fucking bird. But yes, but I, I agree. Like, there's honestly, in that, here's the thing. Again, I said in my review, and I'm gonna, I said it to everyone I talked to about this episode so far. They could have ended Paul's story for this episode with Marjan freaking out in his apartment, trying to get him to come too. And I'm like, that would have been anticipation enough for us to go into the next episode and find out whether he was alive or dead. And I, and like you said, as much as I love Paul and as much as Paul means so much to me as someone who is non-binary, like I get it, but you have screwed him for character development. There's like no going away from this. Like, I just don't see. And if they try to be like, oh, it's a miracle. I'm going to be like, actually, you made a clear diagnosis of what the syndrome was where people can look it up and see that there is no cure for it. So you can't just miraculously have something happen where he can suddenly be a firefighter. None whatsoever. Like, it's just, I feel so bad for Brian Michael Smith because he's such a good actor. And this show is not doing him the service he deserves. He, he deserves better. (laughs) I just like, it's so frustrating. It's just so frustrating that he's given just such a stupid fucking storyline. It's so dumb. It is so stupid. I just, speaking of fucking stupid, should we talk about this dumbass bird? (laughs) Yes, we can talk about the dumbass bird. (laughs) Oh my God, guys. Listen, I'm just, we're going to be dead honest. The two of us are going to be dead honest. We laughed hysterically when when he took that cover off and the bird was dead. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My alarm for the podcast just went off. Um, (laughs) No, the horrible part is that I knew the second that they walked in and they were like, oh, should we go show him his toys? I was like, that bird is fucking well, gone. It's funny because Karen and I said the same thing, but then they like did this like joyful music moment for like a hot second. And we're like, maybe not because they're like doing nice music. Like it's not ominous at all. And then it's just, and then it goes away and we're like, oh no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bird's dead. Bird's dead. But also can we talk about that Owen apologized to the bird but never owned up to his actions to his own goddamn family. Like, sir, you apologize to a damn bird before you apologize to TK and his mother before she died? Like, are you flipping kidding me? I literally am at the point with Owen and like, this isn't anything, this is gonna sound so bad. Nothing on Rob Lowe. This this isn't, well, not even Rob Lowe, like whatever, but it's not anything on America, I'll say. Anytime that Owen utters the phrase after 9-11, I'm like, oh my God, we get it. We fucking get it, dude. We're at the point. Listen, it's been 20 years. I'm pretty sure that people in the 60s were probably feeling the same way about, well, you know, with World War II um, or after after Pearl Harbor. I'm sure they're at that. I'm sure the 60s and 70s felt that same obnoxiousness yeah. <laughs> that we feel now about 9-11 being mentioned in passing or whatever on television or in books it's just like okay we get it, it just like, it but happened. Owen specifically like we still it's like 
they give us these fucking mentions of like, well, after 9-11, I was drinking a lot and I was angry. Can you dig into it or not? Stop mentioning it or give them a full storyline on it. Oh my God. Not that I want more Owen time, but like, I wouldn't hate it if I see an episode where they do flashbacks and show him interacting with the situation of 9-11, like being in the rubble with 9-11. And I get it. It's probably a budget thing. They're like, oh, well, it's going to be really hard to green screen that bitch. Just green screen it. Like (laughs) nobody cares. Like we don't care about quality. This is not like HBO or anything. Like we do not care about quality. (laughs) No. Like just, I literally, like I heard him say it and I was like, can we please stop? Please. Like I'm begging you. Also that entire conversation he had with that lawyer was so long and so unnecessary i like why like it did give us a good line of you know like she really gave me the bird but like it wasn't was it worth it for that yeah too long conversation well okay that plus all the times he mentioned that the bird loves mateo and gives mateo kisses like dude we get it we get it the bird likes mateo and hates you like we don't need it mentioned five million times in one episode like right that was a, that was the thing too it's like it's, it's that thing that they do where they say things that don't need to be said and don't say things that need to be said it just they're so bad at it they're so like yeah dude it took him several people to be like oh the bird just doesn't like me you're a grown man also you're a grown fucking man. why the fuck does it matter why the fuck does it matter? I'm sorry. Yes, Owen's grief about his ex-wife dying is very valid. Does it need to overshadow TK going to grief counseling with Tommy and bonding with Tommy over it? No, because that would have been so much better than watching Owen fight with a bird. <laughs> the gall, the absolute fucking gall of the writers to start the episode being like, Owen's got a hot date tonight. Also, he gets his dead bird, dead ex-wife's bird. What? Uh, what? The fuck? What? Like, also, what? people make a good point when they're like, why are they driving this relationship with this woman so hard? Like, what? what, what, what why are we being pushed to watch this all the time? Like, And like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that Lisa Edelstein is probably a lot more, but, like, you can, you can afford Amy Acker, but you can't afford Lisa Edelstein? Mm, something's going on, babe. <laughs> something's going on. But again, <laughs> on. once again, Owen's like, and, and, and honestly, I have this conversation with other fans, and that it, like runs into okay well it's probably because Rob Lowe is a producer as to why he gets so much screen time and I'm like that's so obnoxious like just because you produce why something why doesn't Angela Bassett get that kind of screen time exactly like oh is it because he's a white man who's been around oh wait but Angela Bassett's done way bigger things than Rob Lowe yeah Bro, just like, saying I can't, I can't, she's the she's the mother of the king of wakanda like come on <laughs> she's t'challa's <Seriously>. mother <laughs> I, I just oh my fucking god just guys this show is not 
good anymore. It, 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 <laughs> I, I, I can't even take it. It's seriously. okay. You can say it. <laughs> you can, you can say it. It's all right. It's, it's a just, safe space for you. It's here's the thing. Two episodes ago, I was just like, yeah, it's, I understand you not having that emotional connection to it. I have lost all my emotional connection to it in two episodes. That's, <laughs> that's how unaffected I am at this point. Like, I'm just like, I don't even care. Well, and, and no. I was, you know, Karen and I were talking and she's like, I don't understand how 911 Lone Star has such a crazy fan base. Cause like I was talking to her about how teeny bopper the fans are on Twitter and how like crazy wild they get and I was like Karen the answer is they have two gay men front and center that's why they're crazy and I'm like I'm not saying all the fans are crazy because I do I am friendly with a couple that are not crazy but like there are plenty of them that are um and it's it's the (sighs) sexualization the fetishization lovies that's we need to talk is. about it. It's that it's the whole thing of these people that are now shipping Nancy and Mateo. No, no, they Whoa. held hands for like a hot second during an em- emergency crisis. The um, when they were watching the TV of the plane crash, Mateo grabs Nancy's hand for like a hot second, and now people are like, "I ship it." I'm like, "No, Nancy, be gay." You guys are weird. Like, that's why, that's why, that, like, this is, Lime Moment Lone Star is a perfect example of, like, gays from a straight gaze. Gays, G-A-Y-S, from a straight gaze, G-A-Z-E. Did I say G-A-Y-S? I don't know, but. G-A-Y-S. Listen. Like, I just, like, it is very much and I don't mean it in a bad way because of course you know Ronan and um oh my god I always forget his name Raphael right yes Raphael like you know they are queer and I'm very appreciative and I am like so happy that they have queer people playing queer characters but it's just like how many straight people are in this writer's room I'm gonna go ahead and guess 98 percent because I know that Ryan Murphy isn't sitting at that fucking table writing these scripts no he just put his name (laughs) on it for the notoriety yeah listen no no (laughs) and i'm just and i honestly i'm not gonna lie i kind of sort of ship paul and marjan and i would love to see it happen but like they deserve better writing like yeah marjan here's the thing normally and people can say oh no Paul was acting like this because he was under emotional distress and like his whole world was falling apart and like I get, okay yes I get that but like he still would have been upset with her but had a conversation with her about the emotionality that he was feeling he would have talked to her about while why he understands where she's coming from that that's not what he wants and instead yeah. of like even discussing that in the hospital he just dismisses her because she didn't fight the doctors for doing what they're supposed to do. She has no right to talk to the doctors. Like, I get it. You're like, you're my best friend. You should have fought more. But I'm like, the doctors wouldn't have listened to her anyway. She's not his mm-hmm. next of kin. Exactly. Like, I just. Exactly. 
I'd hate for them to fall apart because the writers can't figure out how to write Paul correctly um, and with substance beyond his transgender identity. Yeah. And that's what you, like you said um, just now, you said that like, you know, because his whole world was falling apart and that's why he was so emotional, but it was like, it didn't even feel like that. Mm -hmm. Like it literally, they didn't give enough, they didn't give enough to him to make it seem like, like this was his whole world falling apart. Like it felt like they said, you're going to be dead in the next two years if you don't get your shit together. And then they were like, oh, well, like that's what it felt like. Because they bounced so hard between that and a stupid fucking bird that just ended up dead. Ugh. So dumb. I so I'm infuriating. Not, I'm I'm curious if you thought before they like actually said what the cause of his heart condition and like his troubles was, did you wonder for a second if it had something to do with his the drugs he had to take for his transgen for his transition and things like that? Yeah. Because that's where my thought yeah. went first. Because I'm like, of course they're gonna make it a transgender story. Like it's gonna be because he's transgender. And it's like Yeah. On the one hand, that I'm like, okay, good. Okay, good. It's actually like a genetic thing, but oh damn, they na- they backed him into a corner. It's just <sighs> Oh damn, they made him a dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why? All right, all right. The other emergency that they had. Which at first I liked it, but then to find out that it the woman was just batshit crazy because of the cat poop, I was just like, that's sad because I liked this woman. She was a mood. It was so sad. <laughs> it was like literally like and and I, I'm glad that they that it did have something to do with it because I was like, look, Karen's are Karen's be crazy, but they're not like that. Well, no, like, but they I don't didn't just even... go around. I didn't even see her as a Karen. I saw her as a crotchety old lady who did not have time for stupid young children falling in love with each other at the cat at the pet store when she had things yeah. to get done. She's like, listen, my grandmother was not as mean as this woman, but like she had the same kind of gumption where she was just like, mm, you're supposed to be doing your job, not flirting with the lady in the aisle. Like, <laughs> which is fine. Like that part was like, you know, it, it was a little exaggerated, but like, whatever. The part where she's like rolling around the store and knocking over the Oh thing. yeah, that shit what? got crazy. <laughs> it got crazy. Like, we were like, um, that's a bit much. But like I yeah. just loved how she was just like honking her little her little beeper horn and she's like, excuse yeah. me, I said I need cat litter. <laughs> I literally me. Literally me. <laughs> me at Walmart the other day when I was like trying to find pepper spray and they come they like wouldn't talk to me. I was like, hello hello none of them would answer me I was like hey guys hey guys Honest- hello <laughs> honestly your hello makes me think of my uncle because he always says hello hello <laughs> does it like that on purpose <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah like, when we were all at my grandmother's house during her final weeks like we would be, someone would be at one end of the house and someone else would be at the other end and my uncle would be just sitting there or cooking and we'd be like hello and then someone else would go hello <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like stop making fun of me and we're like yeah but it's uh-huh. funny well no I mean he's a big burly Italian guy so like he wasn't like no yeah make fun of me he was like guys stop <laughs> stop or I'll stop cooking for you um <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Oh, oh man. Can yeah. I... <sighs> I really just wanted more of Tommy and TK. Like, I was like, when they, when she first approached him about it, I was like, oh, he's going to take this badly. And he's going to, like, st- storm off. And then she's going to have to, like, talk to him again to try and, like, convince him. And it ended up not being an issue. But then also we didn't really get the moment. That's my B. But I feel like she was never like, hey, like, you good with the drugs? You good? Like, I feel like she never really questioned that. And I feel like that's what it was going for. But I don't know. It felt kind of... It is this felt- a word? I don't know. I never know what's a word to use in this situation, but it was, it's like disingenuous. Is that a word? Yes. Like that's what it, that's almost what it felt like. And no fault of Tommy's at all. Like it was definitely the script. It, it felt like Owen overshadowed. And I'm like, Owen shouldn't be overshadowing this. This is more important development than Owen. But, but yeah. I, I, I was sad. I was very disappointed that we didn't get as much been divorced for years. Get the fuck over it, love. Exactly. Yeah, I was absolutely. Like, and once again, no grace. No grace. And we get two seconds of Judd, like, being all weird about, oh, and talking about the bird kissing Mateo, which again, why is he talking about the bird kissing Mateo? <laughs> like, it was strange. The little thing they did there. I don't know, man. It was just not a good episode. <laughs> it was not. I was, I, I gave it two and a half stars and I think that was too much. I was a little nice. Yeah. Because I was so excited going into this episode because I was like, yay, we're going to yeah. get a Paul-centered episode. I, I, have you seen the Batman yet? I have not. I, I, I don't know. I just, the episode wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it. And I mentioned, I mentioned Batman because I saw Batman earlier and it was definitely my favorite movie of the year so far. Probably like my favorite of the last year and a half. Um, and I had to come home from the cinema of watching Batman to watch this. And <laughs> it felt like a punishment. It felt like misogyny. I'm not going to lie. I did not want to watch this episode last night. I gave it two and a half stars. That was very generous of me. What would you have given it, Laura? I, you know what? I'll say one and a half because I think it was better than last week. That's fair. And also I feel like the Tommy and TK parts were actually decent. It was just everything yeah. else that was a hot mess. Yep, 100%. Alrighty, well. Anyways, it's been great chatting another terrible episode with you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I feel like this is going to be us for the rest of the season. And then 911 is going to come back in two weeks and we're going to be like all over again. Mm. Yeah, because guys, starting in two weeks, our episodes will be slightly longer because we will discuss both shows in one episode. And... um, it's it's gonna be special. <laughs> <laughs> I am not looking for, like listen, I'm all for I'm just not looking forward to it. All right. Well, oh until next week, guys.
Bye. Bye.